We are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. As we just kind of continue on with the thought process of digging into who we are in God and where we are in God, in this podcast, we're going to examine one more time the idea of level up. Now, as we are leveling up, what does that speak of? What does that mean? There's something unique that has to be understood. It's not just that you can push forward in the month of momentum as we're talking about going deeper and growing, as we talk about seeing who we are in God. I want you to just go on a little journey with me. Now, Moses was like all of us. He simply was in the middle of a life that he did not create, surrounded by people who had made choices for him. He was not chosen to be great by his family. He was simply chosen to survive. His mother did not know that his greatness was going to one day change the nation. She just didn't want her baby to die. His father didn't know that he would one day become a great deliverer. His father just knew that he was going to survive. No one in Moses' life was expecting him to become the great man that he one day would be. The only one with that level of expectation was God. Moses stumbles into destiny. He falls forward. He sidelines himself into a blessing. Like many of us who are walking through our world in the middle of our life, we have come to the place where we're trying to figure out, did I miss my chance? Did I miss my destiny? Why are some people blessed more than I am? How did they get there? You don't understand that I was born into a family that no one has ever called me great, or I'm surrounded by people who've never told me I could be awesome. I don't have anyone prophesying over me, laying hands on me, telling me that I can overcome. No one has given me a check for a million dollars and said, go accomplish your dream. Then you and Moses are very much alike. For all of the things you think were working in his favor, there was just as much working against him. Though he was rescued from death and put into the house of Pharaoh, in the house of Pharaoh, he learned all the wrong things. He learned how to exalt himself more than God. He learned the ways of Egypt instead of the ways of Israel. He spoke the language of the nation, but he wasn't fluent in his own people's language. He learned the laws of the land, but he didn't learn the laws of God. And so here comes God. Wanting to use Moses for greatness, wanting to raise him up to change the world. But the problem is nobody told Moses he was destined for this. Now, when he first begins to discover in the book of Exodus, we are following his story. And when you get to the second chapter, you understand that there is this moment because Moses suddenly is seeing an Israelite being killed. A slave is being mistreated. And as he's seen one of his brothers being beaten, he grabs the man, the taskmaster, the slave master. He grabs him and he beats him down. And in his anger for justice, he takes a life. 
And now the man that's supposed to deliver a people has to run for his life and he's exiled from Egypt. He would have been killed. But because he had been raised as an Egyptian, he had that portion of the law working in his favor. But because he was enough of an Israelite, the law could not exonerate him. So he has to run for his life. He is now on the backside of the desert. He's isolated. He's segregated. He's set apart. He thinks in his mind, the rest of my life will look like this. A lot of nothing surrounded by people going nowhere. And in the middle of his nothingness, in the middle of his lost, in the middle of his fear, in the middle of his brokenness, in the middle of a dream that he cannot see change. Moses is there. And what happens to Moses? In the middle of all of this, suddenly, there's a conversation. He meets a woman at a well. It's amazing how in scripture, every time there is a great transformation or transition, something happens at a well. If you're leveling up, you've got to stay by the well. You've got to stay by the living water. You've got to stay by the word of God. Abraham, as he's going forward, the Bible says, when he took over the land, he dug seven wells, the seven wells of Abraham, which speak of the seven encounters of the word of God that should happen in your life. The wife was found at a well. Here we are, Moses, he's finding his wife at a well. It travels on so much so that when you get to Jesus in the New Testament, ah, he's meeting a woman at the well. And that's where worship is rediscovered. And that's where the story changes. And the woman at the well becomes the first evangelist of the New Testament. So wells are important. Wells are about generational blessing. A well speaks of generational authority. If you dig a well deep in this place, it means you have conquered your enemies because to dig a well means your strength was focused on digging down. You can't fight while you dig. So it meant you had conquered your enemies. You had owned the land. You had taken the territory. And now if you take and build a well, it means you are going to build houses here, put up tents here, bring flocks here. It means you intend to pass on a generational blessing. So here we are to leveling up. In this season where we talk about going deeper in God, going higher in God, reaching the next place, you've got to understand your process. What's part of the process? You can only rise as high as you are willing to dig deeply. You say that God has called you to change a generation. How deep is your knowledge? You've, you've only read one book, three books, five books on the subject that you want to transform. How can you change that thing if you know nothing about that thing? You want to change politics and change the generation you live in? How can you do it? You don't have enough knowledge about the political system, the class system, how the socioeconomics of it works. You don't know how to keep kids safe. You don't even know how many kids in your area are being abused, but you want to change the future of children. You haven't yet discovered how the system works and you want to change the system. You're talking about breaking poverty, but you haven't dug deep enough into how economics works. What is the race issue with money in your area? What is the class issue with money in your area? Are women paid less than men in your area? What's the rate of poverty? How many people own a home? You cannot break what you do not understand. 
So part of leveling up means it is time to dig deep. Moses met her at a well. Jesus met the woman at the well. If you are going to change something, how deep are you digging? My assignment in the earth is to bring prophetic revelation, but also to change the mindset of a generation. So for me, I have been on a journey this last year of digging into deeper knowledge, reading more books, going deeper, talking to people, getting rid of information I don't need so I can go after things. I am shuffling the file cabinet. Are you doing that in your own life? Are you getting rid of all the stuff you don't need to know so you can study the thing you need to teach? Dig deep, dig deep. Don't just be a student of it. Become an expert in it. Dig deep. Don't just plant a seed. Study how to grow a field. Dig deep. Don't just run outside and catch the rain in a cup. Learn how to capture it. Learn how to make it. Learn how to build a reservoir. Learn how to create a man-made hydroponic system so that the water that is caught can have fish living in it while you're growing plants out of it, while you're changing an economy by it. Learn, dig deep. What did God call you to do? Do you know enough about it that he can use you in it? The worst thing in the world is to be saved and ignorant. For you have a heavenly destiny, but you're no earthly good. To everyone that is listening, God is calling you to level up, level up now. It's time for you to go deeper. It's time for you to study more. It's time for you to gain that next level of information, understanding, wisdom. Moses is at a well. When you are at the well, you have got to understand the well means you have to draw from the water. The difference between a rain, a river, and a well. In scripture, rain means that the presence of God is coming to visit you. It is a visitation. It is a momentary thing. It may last for five minutes or five days, but it will eventually end. So that speaks of when the Holy Spirit suddenly invades your life with an idea, revelation, or an impartation. The river is the abundance of God flowing through that you can sit down beside. So that is now someone else has been learning how to flow in worship for 10, 20, 30 years. And this is now the place we come and the river for wherever the river is, there are fish and wherever there are fish, there is food for people. So we build an entire subculture and substructure that leads to cities being formed around the river. So by the banks of the river, the city grows. Why? Because there's life in the river. But God put it there. You discovered it and someone built around it. So you are receiving based on someone else's building. But a well, a well is something you have to draw from. You have to stand there in the heat of the day, in the cold of the night, in the fierceness of the wind. And you have to drop the bucket down into water and then by your own strength, draw up from it. What does that mean? God is saying, I've told you who you are. You have to dig it out. I've told you what I'll give you. You have to now agree and produce it. I've told you how far you can go. It's no one's fault but yours if you don't become it. So what are you doing with the well he gave you? People live 20, 40, 50, 60 years talking about the prophecies they received and the promises they have and nothing ever happens. It makes no sense to be mad at someone else who dug a well and they're drinking every day 
and you're standing at a well with your own bucket, but you won't drop it down to draw and you're angry at everybody else for drawing deep. Do what they did and you can get what they've got. Every person listening has a well. Every one of you, out of you, for out of you shall flow rivers of living water. Every one of you. For the Bible says, by joy, you will draw from the well of salvation. So every single believer is connected to the well. But by joy, what does that mean? You have to make a quality decision to rejoice over what God has given you. To rejoice in the place he's put you. You cannot draw from God if you are angry about your situation. You cannot draw resources if you're mad at everybody else. You cannot receive from God if you're mad at the world and the condition of the world. You cannot draw from God if you're mad at your husband or your wife. You can't draw from God if you're bitter at the politics and the economy. Every time you let your heart get hard, your bucket springs a leak. So I say to you, when God says it's time to level up and he wants to give you more, is it that God decided not to give it or you didn't plug all the holes in your bucket? How much you receive is up to you. So to each one of you in this season where we're talking about leveling up, if you're going to level up, you've got to plug the holes in your bucket. So right for each one of you right now, wherever you are, Plug that hole in your heart. Plug that hole in your joy. Plug the hole in your peace. How do you fix it? Whatever has had your attention and causing you to be upset, moved, discouraged, anxious. Right now, focus on that and say, God, I repent for letting that punch a hole in my bucket. That's not what is real. You are more real than that. You have given me peace. You have given me joy. You have given me hope. So I will focus on you and not on it. And now by joy, I will draw. So how do you draw from the well of salvation? You have to say what the Lord has said. He is the living water for your mind is cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. So the well you draw by joy, happy confession, cheerful giving, joyous, riotous praise. You have to put some joy behind the thing you do. Doing it is not enough if there's no joy in it. So for many who are listening, the reason it doesn't work is because religion tells you just do it. Salvation says do it with joy because you can't do it with joy till you submit. So until you submit to God, joy will not return. You can praise, you can shout, you can sing, you can quote scripture, but you'll never have joy until you bow your knee to Jesus and say, I will trust you even when I can't find you. It's not everybody else's fault. It doesn't matter that the world hasn't changed. The world isn't fair to anybody. Nobody is bringing you down just so they can get over. Such is the state of the world. Since you can't change the whole world, you can change you. So plug the hole in your bucket and stop standing at a well saying, water, rise to me. When God has already told you, bring it up to yourself. You have permission to drink deep. Drink deep, my friend. Quench the thirst of your identity by drinking deep in the knowledge of who you are. It's time to level up. Believe who you are in God and go for your destiny. We bless you. We agree with you that God will give you all you need to become who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com.